Cross the Streams Podcast. Cross the Streams Podcast. Kip and Kane. Season 4 is here. New content in all our favorite segments like Listen Up, Hometown Heroes, Useless Full Information, Calling Men In, and many more. The Ion Brothers are back, everybody. Cross the Streams podcast, Listen Up edition. Kip is here. David Gunn, our usual contributor to his own segment here, Listen Up, is with me. Uh, Mr. Gunn, sir, how are you doing? That's a shitty question. How's the world looking to you today? Because there's too much shit happening, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of shit going on. As far as me, myself, I'm, I'm well, right? My family's well. Everybody's good. As far as the world, it's looking pretty awful. Uh, right? You know, just... Just to be as honest as possible with you, it's looking pretty shitty, but uh, but we're making it through. What? And you're in Atlanta, so I know you guys have had yes. so much of the the focal points because all the craziness happening. People that don't know or haven't or been living under a rock, give us an update. What's Atlanta like? So you know, I'm I'm a little bit removed, right? I'm outside of the perimeter of Atlanta, a little bit north, uh, about twenty miles, but. You know, obviously, just up on what's kind of going on. Uh, but Atlanta, is, it's a hotbed right now. I mean, it's, the city's on fire. You know, obviously, hopefully everybody has heard by now about the, the recent um, uh, police shooting of another unarmed black man, Rayshard Brooks, that happened uh, the other night. All on video. And, uh, all of it on all video. All on video. Shot in the back twice. Um, so... You know that that happened at a at a local Wendy's, and you know immediately I think the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, fired the two officers, that, or she fired the officer that shot um, the individual and, and murdered that that victim. So I think she took the right steps immediately, mm-hmm. um, and then it just came out what was it yesterday or the night before? The night before that. Uh, both of the officers have been brought up on charges, one charged with felony murder, which, you know, has a uh, penalty up to death, mm. the death penalty, mm-hmm. potentially. So, you know, the, the, city's, <laughs> the city's on fire. What happened right. that night, as soon as they announced those charges, uh, the police officer, Atlanta PD, uh, it was reported that 50% and half of the police department called out, either called calling in sick or just didn't respond to police calls uh, that evening. So uh, a lot going on in Atlanta right now. The what is, I mean, I, th- I think this is a great way for us to introduce a topic that probably a lot of people listening maybe don't know anything about and we'll get into the role or my ask of you to educate people later in our discussion of what should be roles of people <laughs> and educators. But we want a cane on today with us. But unfortunately, he's got some stuff with Montana State and recruiting. And we were going to push it and try to do it tomorrow. But then you you brought up something that you're taking part in that's a national, well, starting to become more prevalent for people to have, at, you know, in the last two weeks, suddenly companies are aware of it. So explain Juneteenth, Everybody. right? Explain well, Juneteenth. If, if, if you didn't hear, uh, President Forty Five uh, Bunker Bitch yeah. Donald Trump announced <laughs> that he made Juneteenth famous. I saw that before that. we got on the trend in Twitter. He made Juneteenth famous. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I'm unable. I was unable to do it tomorrow night and push it because 
my my daughter, my oldest daughter here, she's kind of really uh, kind of getting involved and really kind of aware of what's going on. And she wanted to celebrate Juneteenth this year and, and actually hold a celebration at the house. Um, so what we're doing, uh, again, we're still in quarantine, so we can't make it too big of a celebration kind of with, right. you know, we have one friend group that, uh, family friends that we, we, uh, quarantine with. So we are inviting them over them and their kids. Uh, and we're going to celebrate Juneteenth. You know, we got the strawberry soda, we got the red velvet cake, you know, we'll put the ribs on the grill, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the favorites from Devil Eggs, you know, we'll do all that, have the water balloons, and just have some fun games in the backyard for kids and really celebrate uh, Juneteenth here at the house. The, what has been, what, why, why was your daughter, how does she come to know all about this? Has it been the usual conversations in the house for you guys? And it's just been highlighted lately, the importance to follow through with what you already believe? You give me the background in the family talking about Juneteenth, etc. Well, I, I think I brought this up to you previously, Kip, but uh, one of the things as far as the, the Juneteenth, now, me growing up, I was aware of it, but we didn't necessarily celebrate it at mm. my house. And, you know, I guess I became more aware of it when I moved to uh, Minneapolis and there would be Juneteenth celebrations and they'd have big, huge block parties. And uh, me and Janelle would go and we'd attend these and I'd go with my friends and you know, a lot of fun. But my, my daughter really got into it recently this summer. She went back. I told you about Blackish TV show. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's watched all the Blackish shows and... They had an episode dedicated to Juneteenth on there, and they had a Juneteenth celebration. So that's kind of where the celebration, that the, having the, the little celebration at the house kind of came from. Yeah. You know, that's a, just watching that episode, I would, I would advise white people to go search that episode and just watch it. There's so much you'll learn just from that 30-minute uh, episode of Blackish. I love it. And, there's, and, I, and I don't want us to spend, I don't want us make you or we have to explain i think what we talked about it might have been you that sent me a tweet um about people need to put in the same amount of energy in educating themselves on whiteness or in their lack of knowledge of african-american history that they do in searching how to rebuild their garage so juneteenth.com is a thing right it does exist and those that can be looked up and you can find these things uh, and it's not necessarily in, uh, people of color and black men and women's color to be your teacher. It's spur a drop of the hat, spur of the moment. Um, anything? What's up? Yeah, there's this great thing called Google. Now that <laughs> came out, and there's just a lot of information. I bet there. you could ask Alexa these things, right? Alexa oh, could give you some dates. Yeah, Alexa. Yeah, right? Absolutely. She's just right there. You asked her yesterday who won the 1985 World Series. You can ask her this too. She'll probably know. um how's the business how's everything before we get to our first break uh how's with the reopening um i know different states i've started our round of recruiting for 2021s and i know across states when i've talked to kids about what they're doing how they're fair some are it's wild wild west coach we had a tournament last week my parents been going to their gym other states are like no we didn't get out of phase one we have another week of phase one so for you georgia and the business, how are things? Uh, the business is going well, so we're at about three-fourths capacity right now. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's 
slowly but surely, members are coming back, right? We still mm-hmm. have quite a few on freeze that just aren't yet comfortable enough, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, you, you definitely understand that. Um, but as far as here out in Georgia, I mean, it, it, it's pretty much wild, wild west, man. I think, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people have just decided, like, the hell with the pandemic. Right. They're just out, you know. So, uh, which, hey, I don't know. You know, I, I think we're still as a family, you know, we're trying to still do our best. We're not yeah. going to restaurants. Right. But, you know, obviously we're still going to the grocery stores and, you know, we're still kind of being sequestered with our, our, our known group of individuals and, and not trying to be out there too much. But, uh, you know, it's it, what I've seen from other people. It's, it's business as usual, man. Has never the, happened. I think I couldn't agree more. I think a certain segment of the population has just said, you know what? Three months is about all I could handle. I'm done. And it pains me in terms of like you hear about the greatest generation or our folks. And they went through like half a decade of war. And we're three months into wearing a mask and not getting a haircut. And we're just exhausted. We're tired. You know? like Yeah, like just going fucking crazy. Is the mask thing the cultural divide that it is out here in Georgia? Because it is, I when I'm out in public and I see a mask or I see lack of a mask, I definitely make assumptions. What is it like there? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I I, I make assumptions. Yeah. But then too, I get to the point. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example today, right? So for our Juneteenth celebration today, right, or yeah. tomorrow that we're doing. So my daughters wanted. To go to the grocery store because we got to go do all the, the grocery shopping and they wanted mm-hmm. to go right so so we're in the car we get to the store and my youngest um i said all right get your mask and my youngest is like hey i don't got my mask you forgot her mask right? yeah so me being a lazy dad <laughs> i just gave her my mask and, and you went just went in without a mask uh, right uh-huh. so i definitely think there's something to that where right forget their mask like you know obviously i probably should have just gone home got the mask and yeah came back but like you like just being who i am yeah i definitely judge the shit out of people that don't wear masks i was in the same area as i am yeah yeah Uh, i was in kelly and i went work out orange theory yesterday um our studio's doing a lot of the similar you know distancing and safety stuff you're doing but there was a couple women in line that were going to work out in their mask and I was like, God, I felt bad that I wasn't joining them in solidarity. Like, now nah, I got to get on the tread without my mask. But they were getting flack from other people. And I wanted to just jump in. What? Yeah, so I was I like, people they were like, well, what, what are you wearing a mask for? I mean, it's a workout. It's not, it's not really going to matter. And I, and I said, no, I wish I would have brought mine too. Good for you, ladies. And of course, my wife tried to call, call me down. You know, like, but I, but I felt bad. Like, wow. God dang, I wish I know when Stephanie's going to be back in Orange Theory. Because I'll wear my mask with her just to make a stand. Um, but, That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting that you caught flack for it. Yeah, it's, it, but it, I bet in another class, depending on the makeup of the humans, it would have been celebrated. It's been a, it's a really big thing out here. I know Kane, I don't want to steal his thunder, but since he skipped the, the podcast today, I'll, one of the yeah. things him and his wife have been dealing with is their area, neighborhood, just different thought process. And they keep hearing tales of, well, I don't want to live in fear. And I want to jump down somebody's throat when I hear that. I've heard it too. Like, oh, so you don't wear seatbelts either. You're you're not a big fan of brushing your teeth because you're not afraid of cavities. You just or this is just the convenient set of science 
you don't want to listen to. It, it drives me nuts, that thought process, that somehow they're tougher or less fearless a human because they're not wearing a mask. It drives me insane. Yeah, it, I'll, uh, <laughs> you know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know who they voted for. I know who they voted for. I yeah, wrote, yes. Come on, man. Yes. You it, know, you can almost break it down to the reasonable and the or the logical and the illogical, right? And yes. You, know, you you could you could put them into just two categories of individuals and and stack. You know, and again, I hate you know stereotyping people as far as like just because who they voted for and this that, but it it's just it, it's so led from that guy, right? Mm-hmm. From, mm-hmm. And everything kind of filters down to there and the people's thinking. And, and it's so nuts. You know, you you get these people that talk about uh, the Democrats all in there. They're in the cold and they all, like, move and, and, and do the same thing. And, and it's like, man, like, but everybody's in a cold of Trump, right? Yes. Like, whatever he says, and it just... It, it's nuts, man. I don't it's, understand it. And like, let me be clear on the science, right? And you can fact check me because your wife is on is with the CDC and knows this shit. The mask is is if I'm wearing one, I'm saying I am protecting you from the potential of me giving it to you, right? It's right. a give a shit about right. others mask, right? It's not preventing yep. somebody from giving it to me. It's hopefully making sure if I sneeze or cough in your general direction. I have less chance of giving it to you. Is that accurate? Correct. Right. So this is purely a give a shit about others test. That's all it is. And I think we've argued about it. Like you and I have railed on this. Like just not the, I, or our, the one, the guy that, whose book we both have, Bakari Sellers, My Vanishing Country. There's a lack. There's a big empathy gap in this country. And we just don't really give a shit outside of our clan. Right. And I might be similar in some ways, but we just don't give a shit. Absolutely, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like it's not a, it's not you being less scared, sir. You're saying you are willing to give it to my child, right? By not wearing your mask. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean that filters down into everything within uh, American culture. It just that's just how it is. It's it's. It, it, it's an I, it's what I, can I do for me, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, that's how it is set up, either from, um, you know, capitalism to, to all the way down to wearing a fucking mask right. to protect us, right? Like, yeah. who gives this shit, right? Uh, it, oh, dude, I know we're going to, I'm jumping around here, yeah, but sorry. you've got, I got I meant to tell you about this. Have you seen that movie on Netflix called The Platform? No, who's on, who's in it? So, oh, it, it's, and they're like kind of. No that's the prison. They're just in the middle, right? And it's just on a slab. Right. And it's and it's layered um, levels of, and they only get so much food, and it filters down. If it, it, that movie perfectly explains the United States and, and capitalism, just how it all works, right? If you're on the first level, it's like this buffet of food. It's all the food and anything you can ever eat right Mm -hmm. so then they can only eat for a certain amount of time then it goes down to the next level if you're on the second level of the prison right you get their leftovers and then it keeps going down right and there's like two i don't know 300 and something levels right yeah so you know if you're past like level 100 
you're starving, right? And yeah. you stay on your level for 30 days and then it rotates. Holy get, cow. You, dude, it is. Yeah. It, it's nuts, but it's like a perfect example of what happens. The so we have the Blackish episode on the Juneteenth, Blackish in general. We have the recommendation of the platform on Netflix. We're telling you to get on Google and do some damn research, <laughs> right? But I do think before we take the first break, you and you had mentioned it, and it was you know kind of encompassed when we had our teammates on a couple episodes ago talking about race and sports and growing up in Montana, and you had talked about with like and our friend Mike Schwab, whose worldview didn't really blow up and change until being in the moment and experiencing it themselves like seeing what happened to you in the in the with the police incident in minneapolis when he was there that was the moment so that kind of speaks right. to what we're saying we can't change anything it's till it's digested internalized and witnessed and that makes right. it really hard until it hits home yeah right until it literally you affects know, whether, me yeah well you know whether it you know the when you think about the school shootings, right, and you got all of these um, parents of uh, of kids that were killed in school shootings, and they're trying to advocate for all these different gun laws, right, and mm-hmm. and background checks and all of this, and then you've got all of these uh, GOP congressmen and Republicans or whoever it may be, right, uh, that just keep spewing about Second Amendment and their rights to own uh, semi-automatic rifles and all this and that. And you're like, these guys will never get it, no matter how much logic. Just a simple background check, right? right. They'll never get it, unfortunately, until it hits home with yep. someone they love, right? Like, right. And, and it's the same thing with whatever divisive issues there is. Yeah. Right? If you don't have that empathy um, for a situation, right? Like, it it, it just it won't, you won't get it. If you don't have that makeup, you won't get it right. until it hits home. We love to bring the, we love to bring hope into this, you know? We just love to bring it. We'd like to stay positive, don't we? <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be right back. We're going to talk to NBA returning in a minute. Across the Stream Podcast and its creators, Kip and Kanayon, stand for anti-racism and for being disruptive to bigotry in all its forms. Before, now, and forever, We implore our listeners to listen to learn, learn to care, and care enough to act. We're back, and great timing. We took that segment break, and Kane was able to come join us. Amazing. This never works out. So, Kane John, welcome to the Listen Up segment. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, I felt like if I didn't somehow show up, I was going to catch a lot of shit when yep. it's all said and done. Facts. And, uh, you know, I figured that well, I'm anxious to listen to the first segment just to hear some of the comments that have probably <laughs> already been thrown out for me not being in on the first one. So I I feel good about redeeming myself to a certain extent of being able to jump on at least a good five, ten minutes of this thing. So, you know, I, I sacrifice. I love it. I appreciate that, my friend. I did. You will hear. I stole your story. We talked Hello. about it. Off air, I stole your story about masks and people telling you about their ability to overcome great fear and not wear masks. Uh, so we commented on that ridiculousness. But um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I'm all about this life of fear. I really am. I, 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 I am completely just in, I'm just engulfed in fear everywhere I look. I'm I think just, it's a healthy way to I, live. I feel like I. Yeah, you know, I think when it's all said and done, man, my ability to put a seatbelt on when I go to work, my ability to not smoke, 
uh, my ability to, you know, just pay attention to just simple things that I may feel like are, are helping me keep me alive. But ultimately, I am, I'm not apparently really living right because I'm just living in fear. Well, you know, the, here's so what I that's think what I've come to the conclusion of over the last couple of weeks and, and uh, the simple fact that I choose to wear a mask uh, over the course of, of going out and, and being about. You know, stop signs, stop signs are, you know, that's living in fear. Why don't I just go through it? Roll the dice. Roll the dice. Uh, but, hey, perfect timing. I want to let both you two weigh in on this. We've texted in our little group about just the topics. But I, the NBA is coming back. The bubble thing. And I don't want – we can do a little bit about just if we think it's going to work, the plan, the teams. It's been so long since we had a sports discussion. I don't even really know how to do it. Um, I think the Lakers are good. Uh, but – my big takeaway, <laughs> it's so long. My big takeaway is kind of the stuff, the debate rate, it sound, raging is probably the wrong word. I don't know the amount of players that are taking part in the back and forth between should we play or should we not play. And I think I'm framing it correctly and saying there's a group of players. Kyrie's been the most, well, vocal or maybe on people commenting that he's the most vocal behind the scenes. I don't know if that's true or not about is this the right moment for us to come back and play with all of the things happening and Kyrie being very uh, in the group saying there are bigger things than hoops and this is not the time for us to play. So I, there's a lot in there to unpack, but any, who wants to take a stab at it first um, with maybe if that's the right framing of it? Yeah, or thoughts? I'll, I'll kind of jump in there. You know, I, mm. I think just kind of following this, I think, First and foremost, the backlash that Kyrie is is receiving just for asking the question is ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Like, I I think for one, you know, he he just putting it out there as, hey, is this something that we really need to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's his opinion, right? It's his it's his thought. I don't even know if he, again, from everything I'm reading, I don't even know if he said it as necessarily a statement, yeah. versus more of hey, we just need to think about this. Like, right. You know, this is what's going on in the world. It's, it's basketball, the most important thing in the world. And that's not to say either way is right or wrong. Like, I think, you know, as I look at it, like, each, to each his own, right? If mm-hmm. that's your thought mm-hmm. process, that's that's fine. Right? Yeah. And you can make that decision on your own, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, But I think everybody has the ability, you know, whether you're a star, all-star Hall of Fame player or you're, you know, the, the 12th man on the bench, like, I think everybody has the ability to have a say in uh, and voice their opinion, especially yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, because they've got to think about not only what's going on in the world in terms of the racial injustice, and really this is kind of the moment, like, right now shit is getting done. Like, yeah. whether people realize it or not, things are happening, laws are changing, right? Yeah. Cities like, all over. So I think there's something to... Um, that aspect that Kyrie's talking about with no sports going on right now and, and, and everybody's attention is on this, it's, it's important, right? Because it's been, you know, hundreds of years where this stuff hasn't, hasn't been addressed, right? So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. he's on to something there. But, uh, you know, on the, on the flip side of that, um, who was it? I think it was Austin Rivers came out. And yeah. I think he made a great point that, you know, hey, we can do both. Right. And That's a great point. Yeah. This. Yeah, I mean, he made a great point, and I even look at it and expand upon that is, you know, again, even individuals, you know, you come back on sports, you've got pretty much it to yourself. You've got a platform now to even make it 
become uh, uh, more visible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to use your platform and, you know, to speak. Because, you know, the cameras are going to be in everybody's face, right? right? As far as, tell me about this and this and that, right? So uh, I, I just think it's interesting the backlash that he's getting just for broaching the question. Right. And, and then you got to look at it. It's in a pandemic as well. Like, there's, there's the concern about... Do I want to be bumping and, and battling in the post with this guy that potentially got the Roni? Right, right. right. Like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I think that's uh, – I Kane, there's so much there. Where do you – I love, David, the, the framing of are we really going to shut down thought leading? Like here's a thought to ponder, and we're going to assault the shit out of it. Uh, Kane, where, 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 where do you want to jump in? Uh, yeah, so I I obviously got, I got cut off there, and so I I didn't hear the whole deal again, and so I apologize for kind of jumping into the conversation, having really not except for heard the last thirty seconds of it. The, uh, well, I, but, here I'll, let me go, and then you can follow up. Yep, David. Yep. I think the I always have I've like tried to pride myself on non-binary thinking, like it's not if or. It's not one or the other. So I think you had a great point there that I got caught up in. In like, well, you either play or you protest. No, I think that's a great point by you. Why can't you do both? And or if you choose to do one or the other, good. What is the, I think I got caught up some in my initial reading of it. And then when I got out of my super fan Kip's board, show me entertainment, realized there's a lot to be said for his the point he's thinking. I think my issue was originally, and it's a faulty line of thinking, because Kyrie thinks the world is flat, he should not be the one leading the movement. <laughs> and so that was like my first initial thought. But now that you, you really brought up a great point of Kyrie didn't even come out and flat out say he's not playing. He said, we should think about this. And I, I think that's a great point for what is the harm and maybe it is just all of humanity going. No, we need to see something. I want to be entertained, and then well, we're missing the point. They gotta, everybody's got to got to relax too. On the standpoint, Kyrie ain't gonna play regardless. He's hurt. He's regardless. And so that, I mean, there's that whole aspect too. But I, I would I would think that Kyrie's not the only one in his thinking right now, right? And again, it's just conversation and I think with anything obviously the media blows things out of proportion and now they're they're reporting that you know he's he's on these group text talking about or group chat calls talking about you know that that the players need to start their own league and all this and that and you know, it, it just it's, they're just trying to you know there's no sport so right. they gotta find some shit to talk about right yeah Okay. For Max and for Max and Stephen A to discuss. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree 100 percent with that. As far as the, the simple fact, that this to me, his comments and what he's saying has been blown out of proportion and has been made into more of a debate than it really needs to be. Uh, when it's all said and done, I think every one of those guys has a choice whether uh, whether they want to play or not, and that that still is going to. And they have to make that choice individually based on a lot of different factors. And it may not even have to do with, like you're saying, one or the other. You're either in on this protest piece that he kind of just brought up into the into put, hey, we, let's think about this. Or you're playing and, and you're selfish and you're not thinking of your platform. And I don't think it has to be any of the other. I think you can you can make a choice as a man saying, hey, my family, I, I can't put myself in a position to 
potentially health-wise put my family at risk, put anybody at risk to go out there and do this, um, especially if I'm on a shit fucking t- – excuse my language. Wow. No, that's right. Explicit shit. rating. Explicit shit. rating since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I just went shit and F-bomb like it was nothing. But um, uh, especially if you're on the, the bottom end of the team that really has no chance of doing anything anyway, what's the point? What's the purpose? Uh, and so uh, I don't think it has to be this huge debate and have to be this huge, well, it's either you're either on this side, you're either Team Kyrie or you're Team LeBron, uh, or yeah. however else they're trying to frame this thing. Right. And I was the same way at Kip initially, where when I heard this deal, with, also I, I look on Twitter and, and you see on the right-hand side who's trending, and you see Kyrie's trending or whatever, and you're just like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> what did the well, the earth is flat say now? <laughs> um, and, then, and then I think you just get caught up in kind of that – well, all right, I'm in, I'm going to jump. I'm on Team LeBron no matter what, right? Because I like him better than Kyrie for just pure fandom's sake. But then, it really, there it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be. I'm 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 all in on this side. I'm all because if you look at it, uh, LeBron's probably if he ends up playing, that doesn't mean that he's not using his platform in in uh, this fight that we're all should be fighting at this in this moment in time. Um, he just also happens to be a competitive individual that wants to continue to be great at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing as it, you know, if you and I, if there's a choice, if somehow that comes up, like, well, maybe uh, student athletes shouldn't play uh, until things are corrected in, in society. Mm-hmm. And then as a coach, do you have to make that choice? One or the other, like if you're decide to coach, are you now right. all of a sudden against this movement? And, and but and so I don't think you have to put it into that, frame all the time of you're either this or yeah. you're that and there's no one between because ultimately that's that's the issue with our society in general right now you're blue you're red you're democrat you're republican you're pro freaking whatever you're um uh, you, you believe in corona you don't it doesn't always have to be <laughs> yeah. that man it doesn't have to be you can freaking believe um or really take corona seriously and still be Republican at the same time. Mm. There is no, you don't have to be jumping on, uh, stay with your freaking village, as you stated before, within your um, little world or realm. All right, wait, are you trying to say to me that adulthood requires nuanced thinking? It's not, <laughs> it's not straight line? Really? It's but, not straight line. Yeah, it's, it's really, well, it's interesting, right? It's an interesting thought experiment. Uh, well, I think, David, uh, I, I think, appreciate, I think, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think, Patrick Beverly said it best, right? If LeBron says we ball and we ball, <laughs> like, and that's, that's, that's yeah. the truth. Let, let's 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 be real. Right. We right. can say oh, everything you want. If LeBron LeBron say we ball it, we ball. It. <laughs> exactly. That was the best. That might have been oh, was perfect. of twenty twenty. That was great. It was it was absolutely perfect because that's exactly what's all said and done. Yeah, you got to think of who runs the show. I think there's a part of it too, and I could absolutely, being the big NBA guy that I am, there's a part of it that's like convenient allyship to this part that I'm sure some of the players are thinking about, and some of the like, okay, change happens when shit gets like David, you mentioned, shit shut down, and protests are like inconveniencing people, and they have to think about it. So if it's like, well, I want to support everything, but not if it's at the risk of my NBA finals. That's pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, I get, I, mm-hmm. I can see how I got, I can get wrapped up in that too because I want to see the fucking Lakers. 
I want to see Dame Lillard again shooting threes from half court. And I'd like to spend two hours not exhausted by the news. So I, I could see that angle being like, oh, hold up. The movement's got momentum. Let's not fall back into the convenience of sitting on our couch. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that part, I think, mm-hmm. plays into it as well. But, do, do, I mean, do you think that if they choose not to play, would it would that be the ultimate deciding factor in any movement or change within policy Great question. and reform? Great question. Would the, would, the, would the NBA guys not playing during August, September, October, whenever – is, is that going to all of a sudden be right. the catalyst for the change that we need? Great question. Right? Do you mean because you can argue you lose the platform of voices that they have in the amplification of them in their games, especially Correct. when there's well, no fans? Well, I think that is a great question, and but I think you got at least a couple more months before football ramps up, right? Yeah. You got mm-hmm. you got undivided attention because let's be honest, baseball isn't coming back, right? And some of the mm-hmm. other sports the popularity is so minuscule that are coming back, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to have uh, things are still going to be centered around, right? Whether it's the sports talk shows, right? Everything is going to be centered around what's going on right now. So that, it, it, it's interesting. But I, again, I think the point two, you're losing the aspect of a platform of, you know, the NBA players, you know, the superstars are some of the most popular athletes in the entire world mm-hmm. in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. have a platform. And but would they continue to speak out? Yeah, would they, they use it? Now? Right. Would they use it or yeah. would they give us back to both teams played hard? Yeah. That's a great <laughs> Yeah, there is there is a lot to be discussed. And it does it matter if Juan Toscano Anderson is leading BLM movements or is it more important that Kyrie's in the front of it? You know, like that's that the Austin River stuff, David, come, came up too. like not everybody can afford not to get their checks, even though yeah. they're doing better than most of us. They still need they have expenses. <laughs> so that well, well, you think of you think of not only the players, but then you think of some of the other employees within the NBA organizations mm. that now all of a sudden would have an opportunity to get back and, and be involved in, in whatever aspect of that may be. Maybe it's I mean, just as small as. Uh, whatever arenas that are that would be open to this, um, however they're doing it in Orlando, that's however many more jobs now that that you are uh, helping supply uh, right. in a time of obviously yeah. need for jobs. So I mean, there's a lot of layers to it, and it can't. It, again, it goes. It, it's not just one or the other. So really, uh, we did 20 minutes of great discussion. We don't have an answer for the question, <laughs> but that's that's kind of that's kind of normal. That's kind of normal. But they're playing. They play. They're going to play. They're going to play. They're going to play. We'll be right back. Before we get back to the show, we want to encourage all of our listeners to seek out ways each of you can actively participate in dismantling systems of oppression and to avoid the comfort of silence. All right, we're back. Third and final segment. Listen up. Uh, Kane and Kip Ione. David Gunn's with us as the usual contributor to his segment. Uh, this one's kind of could take us in a lot of directions. Uh, recently, in the in the hip hop world and hip hop culture, uh, J Cole has put out a song. Um, I got the information here that's really stirred some stuff up. So J Cole put out "Snow on the Bluff," and people are assuming it is a kind of a diss track towards a female rapper named No Name. And really, the essence of it is, and David, we we went through the lyrics and we've seen the tweets. 
J. Cole was basically saying, hey, no name, I do think you've read more and you're smarter than me on a lot of the topics in Black Lives Matter, but I need you to stop yelling at me and help me learn. Is that accurate, David? I mean, is that kind of what we think he was saying? That, that's exactly what I took out of the, the lyrics uh, from the, the song, from the track that he released. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly that. You know, I don't, I don't know as much as you. You're obviously well more versed uh, in this than I am. So apparently uh, I need to be taught. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like, so when I see something that's valid, I listen. Isn't it? I always make fun of like commentators, Sports Center, or somebody reading a tweet that's like hip hop culture, and they're like, but shit, it's something about the tone. Well, I'm going to do it right now. It's something about the queen tone that's bothering me. And that, I think that part sent people off in terms of once. Because we've all argued that you can't be mad about the mess, the messenger's delivery if you've ignored the first fifty-five versions of it. Um, so I don't, I don't. Where do we go with this, guys? Like, I think it, there's so many. It speaks to so many things. Um, I mean, first of all, I always assumed J. Cole was pretty deep, but now he's telling me he don't read much. So maybe he's an inquisitive thinker, David. Like you were just talking about off air. So there's, I mean, there's, there's, that's, that's another form of being intelligent is just questioning. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, how could I, I question that to a certain? Go ahead. Extent, yeah, I'm, I'm up for right? it. Go for it. As far as I, I get being inquisitive, right? Inquisitive thinker, a, a, a creative. A, a, I'm not sure that the words I'm using are correct. The creative mind, the whatever. Yeah. But to me, I find it hard, and I guess I don't know. You can look at it a bunch of different ways. But if you're not, how do you be inquisitive if you're not doing your own research? Oh, I agree. I, I think there's a very fine line between inquisitive and cynical. And cynical yes. is not knowledge. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that, well, it, 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 it's tough, right? I, I you know, I, I think to be labeled as a deep thinker, right, you've got to be a reader, right? Like, uh, and just to, to put it out there, like, I like to think of myself as very knowledgeable on things, but I don't, I don't, I'm not a reader, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I mean, I'll read some books, but like, <laughs> I don't read shit. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> but I will go and find information. I don't necessarily yeah. sit down and read a ton of books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. Think, you, yep, I yep. think you can be knowledgeable about certain situations that you're, that are super of interest to you. And you can go find out the information without necessarily uh reading a ton of books but i would never in in like i would never categorize myself as i'm a deep thinker just because i don't read enough to be mm. a deep thinker or be super knowledgeable on certain topics right mm. uh, so it's just interesting from from that thought process because like i'm with you kip but like you would think just in the his lyrics and his his message that that from J. Cole, I would think just to have that vocabulary yeah. that he goes into, you, you would think that he has read a lot because you've got to be, you've got to be a very intelligent person to put those kind of phrases and yeah. the words he uses all together and how deep that some of those songs are, right? And just the understanding of them, you would think that obviously this guy reads a lot, right? Right. And he's basically just threw out there like, yeah, I don't really read shit. <laughs> right, right. I know. It's like maybe it's an emotional fluency for him that he taps into. I, I, it's an interesting debate. 
And, and also, okay, let's go with the just the message part. Like, where do we land on, I would love to learn from you. Please don't yell. Isn't that something we're fighting against? I mean, I'm assuming, like in my life, if I just walk in on Lincoln on a day I feel like I'm going to teach him something and my first approach is, listen, motherfucker, that's probably not correct. <laughs> However, if I've gone in there six different days in a row, politely, politely put a note under his door and he ignored all of them, then I think it's fine. So I guess for me, I would have to side on her name as I'm in, on no name side, assuming she has put out messages before just her latest song happened to be coming at you because you didn't listen. Mm -hmm. No, I think that there's a lot to be said as far as the delivery of, of your message. And eventually your message is going to have to get to a point. If you want to get your message truly across, you're going to find a way to get your message across. And sometimes that may not be a very um, agreeable way of doing it, depending upon who your audience is. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I mean, I, I related to coaching as well. It's oh, the for same sure. thing. Yeah. Where, I mean, there's times, a majority of my time coaching, I'm going to find the positive. I'm going to find a way to, to present it to you as a player in a positive manner. But if, at some point, eventually, I'm going to, I'm even me, I'm going to get to a point where I you've crossed the line. Like, okay, now you're going to see that cast in me come out. <laughs> the guys come up and fucking the coach voice turns into a whole different deal. Yeah. And now that message is in it. The problem is I don't know if that message gets across any more than the previous five times I may have tried. You know what I mean? So I don't – it's that part is always um, – it's difficult to find the right way. and But – However you do it, I think, is an important aspect. David, thoughts? But I, like, I guess my, I'm questioning, like, if, if we really listen to the song, right? And yeah. Kind of all the blowback that's coming on, on J. Cole, right? Did he really diss her, right? Like, right. It's, being, it's being thrown out as a diss track. Right. Did he diss her? Like, I, I, mm -hmm. I guess, I'm not... I'm not seeing that with regardless of whether she has put out multiple messages and he's just not getting it. He's not hearing it. He's not understanding. And his response, I still don't see him throwing any type of diss to her. Like, I, 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 yeah. I guess I'm not, like, I don't think there was any type of disrespect that he threw her way from, at all. Yeah. From what it's, it seems to me just from that, that, um, little lyric that you read there kip as far as the uh what was it again he so says the, the queen he says part. queen he says queen a lot which yeah. i'm a, i'm taking but this could be silly male a queen is like a, a respectful way instead of him being an idiot and saying the b word or some I think other it all comes from who's who's saying it right yeah it, yep, exactly because it, you know if it's a person that is petty that has been known to be uh, petty, that has been known to be um, mm -hmm. kind of kind of in that manner mm -hmm. it can come across as very hypocritical and very kind of you know I, I, I'm, I'm just throwing shade your way right by yeah. calling queen but yeah. I don't think Jay Cole has ever been thought of in that light right I right. think he's yeah. always been thought of as a stand up dude so right mm -hmm. I took that as 
he was throwing her a compliment by calling her a queen. That's like how queen. I interpret it too. But or once again, yeah. Queen. Right. yeah. Yep. Yep. You know what's interesting yep. in this, guys? I've been doing a deep dive. I've got a presentation for a coaching clinic about the language of coaching, literally the words we use, right? So thinking about this in the context of not only the J. Cole no name thing, but in getting white people to listen, right? Mm -hmm. To the to the to the message and the need for equality. There's four ways, like literally scientifically proven, your brain will suddenly stop wandering and give a shit about something being said. So I'm gonna give you the four ways and try not to sound like a scientist. And you guys are you're uh, my guinea pigs for when I give a presentation. I got to get people to listen. One is context dependent. So meaning this matters to you because. So David, what you and I talked about in segment one, people will only give a shit if they identify threat to themselves. Okay, so that's right. one way somebody will stop in their tracks and say, Coach Ione, please tell me more about that blitz because I get to go sack the quarterback, so I'm going to pay attention. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. The next yeah. one is intensity dependent, and that's purely tone change. Suddenly your environment is shredded by a sound. So that's where I think a lot of what we're talking about as coaches, what we talk about as parents, but then also maybe the black community saying, we are now yelling at you sons of bitches because you <laughs> exactly. don't have context for what we're talking about. So we're yelling. Then the next one's frequency. I've said this 77 times. Okay. And then there's novelty, which is a brand new idea. It's a new thing that you have never heard before. So within those, like I've been reading about that for my coaching, but it's really like speaking to me in what the movement is because people do only listen to the, this is the only way scientifically proven you will stop daydreaming. Like your mind is really meant to wander. But th these are the four ways we've evolved to, oh wait, what, what, what now? What'd you say now? But what is the most effective? The most, it depends on the human being. We all have a different stimulus that we're dependent upon for our information. You build it up over years. So I, I, I wouldn't even go like if it hits home, you're paying attention. Context. Well, they did list context number one. So maybe that's the most important one. Yeah. If it hits home, you're paying attention out of anything else. Right. Can you even think about the frequency one? I, I think there's something to that. Right. That's where the 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 uh, saying, right, the the. What is it? Squeaky wheel gets the, yeah. gets the oil, yes. right? Or whatever it yeah. is, right? There's something to that, but you think about how long that takes, right? Right. Yes. Got it. it goes over and over and over. You know, and even. And when, that one exhausts the messenger. The messenger is so exhausted by that one. Yeah, most yes. people yes. wear out before they get, before it hits home with somebody. It, they get worn out themselves, right? Right. And even with the, the tone, right? And tonality. I, I just think about this because this just relates a lot in the business world and in sales and. And all is that is that little Ava? Who's that? This uh, little Kyson man. He's, oh, he's joining like, the pod. Uh, I bet Kyson's in the intensity dependent one. He is going to let you know. <laughs> yeah, he's going to let you know. <laughs> he's, but, no, he's yeah, straight that, volume with him. Right, and that that's the the tone, right? Yeah, it changes yep. right. The tone changes. Like you think about that, even when um, you want to get your point across, right? You you change the tonality in your voice. Yeah, right? it it has to yep. change for, so people will pay attention. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But again, that doesn't always hit home with everybody. I just think about when it hits home, like when something affects someone, uh, either you or someone you love. 
that that's a wrap. Every like a hundred percent of the time. Every time. Yes. That yeah. Hits. I think you're right. I think you're totally right. I think the context one has to be the most effective one, right? Mm-hmm. I think it has to be. But no, I find those things. But, but that, that but that's why that that's why it makes it so harder to get certain things. That's yes. it is the one that that we all know by our own experiences that that one is the one that makes you pay attention the most. Yeah. But that one is also the hardest one in order to get people to be able to empathize or if because if they don't if it's never going to actually happen to them. Speaking of this yeah. movement in oh, particular. Oh, great point. Right. Yeah. That's why it's just just so difficult in order to get that that those points that we need to get across, because we it's hard to find the context for that. Yeah. Yep, Absolutely. I totally agree. Yep, yep. Which once again we're right back in our. Uh, hey guys, you really had some great things to say. You haven't solved shit, but we like the thought <laughs> process. The thinking exercise was awesome. You know, maybe we all are Kyrie's. Maybe we're just really Kyrie's great thinking exercises, guys. Well, I think we solved we solved that one. I mean, David hit on the head. We solved the context, or yeah. which of those four is the most important, right? Uh, it's well, just, yeah, we didn't we didn't necessarily solve how to make context uh, available in every message that you're trying to deliver. Well, Ken, that affects us in coaching, right? Because if I'm a oh, bench player, no I don't give a shit about this system. I won't be in. So, I'm not paying attention, <laughs> right? Well, yep. There's no question. There's no question. And it's, well, it's, it's just thinking about it yourself in a staff meeting. Yes. Just thinking about as as and because I know I do it as we're sitting in staff meetings and and we're going on about whatever. Yep. If it's not in direct, has an actual effect on either myself, our defense, any of our players. There's, a, there's times where I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm over here drawing up the next blitz or I'm doing whatever <laughs> I may be doing yep. or strolling through Twitter, and I'm sure that that's a, the case for every coach in that room. Right. Absolutely. That, 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 that's the world we live in, but I think it's always important. I think the world needs people. I think that we, we need those Kyries, right? They yes. Just, they mm-hmm. just ask questions on everything, right? I, you know, because otherwise mm-hmm. you're, you Well, know, no, I told – yeah, I couldn't agree more. thinking. Like learning this, David, because I think I, I asked the question, how can I say things better to these guys? I don't want to say mm-hmm. more things. How do I say mm-hmm. it better? And that led me to this guy, Nick, Nick Winkleman's book that is just like coach career changing. Um, so I think you're right. If the questions aren't asked, the, the quests for the answers don't happen. So mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a lot to be said. And maybe that's what we're doing here on the pod. You know, we're just driving quests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Across the streets. Content reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.